Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hasman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. This is episode 112. It's Monday night, June 13th, 2022. Thank you for listening. Who's here? Poe's here, coming to us virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota. What up, Bo? How you doing? You know, doing yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and also, Bo uh, Brian is here in studio. Hello, Brian. Hi. Hey. Olay, bitch. Let's see. What are we going to do tonight? We're going to get loose. We're going to talk finals. Talk uh, NBA news. We're going to have some damn fun. Talk some hoop. Uh, please visit uh, houseofhoops.com. That's H-A-U-S of hoops.com. Text us. Call us. 901-365-75. Anytime. Leave a voicemail. If you want your voice heard on this podcast hope you enjoy tonight (laughs) what's up guys what up What's that happening? was a nice song. You like that? I thought it was terrible. I made it in, uh, I think it took about 20 minutes this afternoon. That long, huh? <laughs> Most of that was exporting. What's going on? <laughs> Never a dull open around we gotta, here. We got to figure that out, man. <laughs> It's always good to start with some chaos. <laughs> mm, no, it's not. <laughs> I'll try harder, I promise. Nah, don't. Don't. <laughs> Who has the time? <laughs> Bo, what have you been up to? Uh, we've been off for two weeks. Oh, man, what have I not been up to? Kids had their last week of school. That was pretty wild. Oh all sorts of activities soccer three nights a week with the kids my boy he turned five on saturday so we had a birthday party for him five yeah and then the block one block over they had their summer block party so saturday was full tilt and then sunday we went to the children's theater at the minneapolis art institute and uh saw the diary of a wimpy kid the musical the musical yeah okay um i'm not one for musical theater i could have used probably just the first act but i powered through it was good the kids liked it they liked the songs we've been singing them 
So that's good. Oh, a little family camaraderie. It had an intermission. Yeah, was, there was an intermission. Yeah. Oh. So you you left, and but then you had to go back for more. Then I had to go back. Yes. The, oh. You had the option to buy beer if you wanted to. Oh. I probably should have drank too. <laughs> Let's no. see a couple dads drinking beers, but actually, uh, we that same that was last yesterday, and that later that night we were gonna we went to see Ben Nichols. He was in town with her yearly St. Jude's fundraiser, oh. so we went to that show. So I was planning on to save time. I ran home from the Art Institute to to our house to get my you know, exercise on. So. Whoa. I decided not to have a beer. Oh wow, it's a busy yeah. night. Been a busy, we've been busy, busy weekend, yeah. And then the girls started fossil camp this week with one of the teachers from school. He's got kids at his house, and they, he does like a fossil camp. Then we have a field trip on Saturday with the camp down to Iowa for at some dinosaur fossil site. Hmm. We're chugging along already through the summer. How was uh, how was Ben last night? It, it was, was good. It was just him you know, solo? It's just him solo. He does like he did. Uh, there's this bar Grumpy's in Minneapolis. He did last night. That's like the bigger fundraiser. And then he does like another solo show while he's here. Uh, he books books it through First Ave. So it was at this venue, the Fine Line, like a smaller First Avenue venue. Hmm. And uh, it was fun. I mean, he just gets up there with a bottle of whiskey and drinks, and then it like says he wants to take requests. And then in between songs, people are shouting request at him and he never plays any of them. He gets right. too drunk and forgets them. <laughs> he, um, didn't, he didn't play Diamond State, huh? No. I tried to get him to play some Red 40 stuff, but he, he ignored it. It's probably hard to play some of those songs without a band. Yeah. I used yeah. to I used to request Diamond State like every Lucero show. <laughs> and I think like at one point it'd just get me right just like they'd I'd walk I'd walk in or they'd like see me in the crowd, they'd just be like, dude, no. <laughs> before I even ask. Oh, that's like, funny. We don't know how to play it. It's 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Steve Kerr's saying right now? He's probably telling his guys not to break the code. He said it's sacred. Mm -hmm. He said, I want you to shoot the ball right over their heads. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much all you have to do is Steph. <laughs> Keep the level up here, the ball high. When you shoot it over their heads. <laughs> yeah we got the uh game five is on here are you watching it Bo? i have it on yeah all right we got mark jackson van gundy and mike breen on the call it's a good, solid group there we won't be listening though no hold on guys i got a special guest hold on hi hi <laughs> oh, oh hello hey <laughs> <laughs> who was that that was clara she used her her silly voice on the way out uh oh she just wanted to say hi she just wanted to say hi. i thought maybe you'd ask her some questions but uh she'd answer them but now she took off uh, she was in and out yeah she ain't got time for this no sounds familiar all right well how about you brian how was your two weeks um man i had like a fun filled two weeks yeah yeah i mean i know what you've been up to oh yeah i guess everybody else doesn't 
do you want me to tell you what you've been doing? No, I'll just I'll tell it. It's probably better if I do. I went to Las Vegas for the first time. First timer. First timer. Oh man, I wish I would have known. I got a whole list of uh, what the locals do for you. Oh yeah, I could have used that, but that's all right. Yeah, my wife had a work trip up there. She had to do some research at one of their properties. Research, and so I just kind of like tag along. <laughs> I had a really good time, man. Vegas is. I mean, it, I'm not yeah. saying anything that anybody doesn't know. That place is crazy. <laughs> you had yes. a good time. There's no shortage of shit to do, man. Dude, yeah. I mean, it's... A, <sighs> you can just go nonstop there, man. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Easily. You can we, easily sleep all day, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I may have done it wrong. We were, I was getting up early every morning and going to bed kind of early at night, like before midnight. So I didn't have any like debaucherous late night. Like I never like walked out of the casino at six a.m. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. I would not want to do that. Yeah. Well, I, guess I was smart about it. Yeah, it gets kind midnight of sketchy. Bedtime. It gets a little sketchy on the strip after uh, three. Yeah, after two. We got in town Sunday, and um, first stop, dispensary, mm. as you do. Mm-hmm. Got a bite to eat. We got checked into the hotel and everything. Really nice, really nice facility there. We stayed at the Hilton at Resorts World. It's like three Hilton hotels that kind of share amenities. It's got a casino on site, uh, like a food hall with like 10 different kind of like different food kiosks kind of things. No smoking in the rooms. No. That's a no. big no-no. Yeah. Uh, you could, I mean, it was weird walking around because like, you could smoke in the casinos and stuff. And it was like, it was kind of a culture shock. I was like, oh, people still smoke. But you're not supposed to smoke the uh, dispensary stuff. Oh, yeah? In the rooms. Well. Or on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) Not supposed to. Well, that didn't. (laughs) Did not stop us. (laughs) Everybody does it. I think there's a code. Yeah. Where you just don't do it around, uh, like, children. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, I mean, we just just got, like, the the, the vapes, the disposable vapes. Yeah. So those are, like. They still don't want it. Yeah. Well, tough shit. Yeah, I mean, everybody does it. Yeah. You can't, you don't want to throw it in the dealer's face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to do it in front of kids. Yeah. yeah. But it seems like just be reasonable about it, you know? It's not like legal to just like walk down the street and smoke a joint. Yeah. But like everybody does it. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so we went to, we went to Fremont Street uh-huh. Sunday night and that place is bananas and that's like downtown old school yeah that's like the old school side yeah it's where like the the binion is and like they actually built a new casino over there it's like a brand new casino i'm like how, how do they fit that in here circa right i think it was circa yeah circa's the new one yeah, yeah. it's massive it looks like it looks so out of place it's a party <laughs> that's the fucking party over there yeah but yeah you know you're just walking down the street and they're like zip lining over your head uh-huh. and everybody's just like openly smoking marijuana like it's nothing <laughs> yeah and you look and like the, the casino tables are like up against like the entrance uh-huh. so like i mean you're walking on the sidewalk and you look over and like a two feet away like somebody's gambling at a live table <laughs> yeah those bananas man yeah fremont's crazy yeah law i think i described it as a lawless wasteland <laughs> i loved it <laughs> Yeah, they got three big stages. So right when you get out of the area where you can hear the last band, like another mm-hmm. band's oh, yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. As you walk up. Yeah, like, they had a big stage with a DJ, a big stage with like a live band. Yeah. Dude, I heard like <laughs> so many Black Eyed Peas songs. 
think I heard like Mr. Brightside three times walking around. That's fun over there. You didn't go to Oscars in the plaza though. I did not. No. Sunday night we were, you know, we were still kind of on Memphis time. Can't believe you didn't so go we into like, Oscars. Dude, dude, it's ten o'clock, but it's really like midnight Memphis time. We're kind of run out. You're a fan of the movie Casino. Yeah. Am I, I saw wrong? I saw Oscars. Saw it. Just you didn't didn't go go in. You should have gone you could have at least gone in there and got a gone drink in, yeah. at the bar. Yeah. They have all that crazy movie memorabilia in there. Dude, it's worth it's, it's crazy. I'll go back. Maybe me and you'll go back together. And you can show me what to do. October? Sure. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I yeah. mean the, the hotel the hotel facility was cool, kind of in between like jumping in the pool, hitting some games at their casino, and then we we walked around the strip, made some place bets, played yeah. some tables, ate some good food, did some gambling, did some gambling. In the history in in the past, you've not been a big uh, advocate for gambling. I'm just, I don't. It's not. I don't have a whole lot of fun. Yeah, gambling. Yeah. Like I mean, I can. You know, I had fun gambling there. <laughs> I mean, the first the first thing I did on Sunday, I put a hundred dollars on a roulette machine, <laughs> like the video, and then uh, like but five spins, I was up a hundred. Yeah, and I should have just like immediately cashed out. I guess, and I didn't. I don't know. So I ended up with zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, but you only lost a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't lose my ass. I lost. I lost a couple hundred up there. Mm. Three hundred. Not bad. It's up and down. You know. But I did. did you make it to any record shops? I did not. I just kind of hung around close by, you know. Yeah, there's so much to do. I did some. I got. I was able to do some relaxing too, you know. So uh, some R and R. Yeah, that's nice. So it was, it was. It was all right. And I'm sure we'll talk about Game Three. But our our flight got delayed out Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And we were going to miss our connection in Phoenix, so we just stayed an extra night. Nice. So I got to watch Game Three at a at a sports book. The Aria sports book. Aria. Very nice. Aria's a nice hotel. It was real nice. It's a nice one. We went into like every single one of those hotels on the strip. We did Caesars. We did Phoenician, Paris, mm-hmm. MGM Grand, all of it. Yeah. We just kind of like, one day we just kind of like bounced around all of them, you know, just checked them out. It's been like, you know, yeah, hour in each one. I'm a big fan of Las Vegas. I know you are. I love that place. I could go all the time. Next time I go, I'm going to try not to go in the summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went in either June or July last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we... Yeah, I remember it was hot for you, Jeff. Ooh. We walked to the dispensary that first night. It was probably like 5 or 6 o'clock. Yeah. And I remember talking to you. I called you the next morning to like walk you through some like work stuff. And you were like, no, 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 no. Uber everywhere. <laughs> like you going two casinos down, Uber. <laughs> yeah. Start Ubering. Yeah. You want to walk at first, but that shit gets old really mm-hmm. fast. And then it's uh you're 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 spending twenty dollars on an Uber to go f- five minutes up the road. <laughs> yeah. It's worth it though. <laughs> yeah, it's it is. It's it only really bad, like it dressing up for dinner at night, you know, putting on like pants and a button up. Mm-hmm. That's when it was like bad. Yeah, I don't want to walk. So the, at the hotel, they and you kind of explained this to me as well. They have like a Uber drop off and an Uber pickup, uh-huh. and they're different places. <laughs> yeah, because they don't they don't want all the traffic in in one spot. Uh huh. So um, yeah, first night I didn't know this, so we we call an Uber and we're out front, and the the Uber calls. He's like, "Hey, uh, where are you?" <laughs> <laughs> he went to the he went to the pickup. Pickup, yeah. 
So he's like, I was like, oh, where do I need to be? He's like, just stay there. <laughs> stay there. Come around and get you. Camera got me kind of explained how it works. He's like, yeah, you kind of got to look to see where to get picked up. Yeah. It's it's different at every casino. Always different. If you find a good pickup or drop-off spot, you like use that as mm-hmm. a base whenever you're going to that area of the strip. Yeah. Like you suggested the Mirage. I think we did get dropped off there one time. Mm. Yeah, it's like right up front. Yeah. It's really easy. Yeah, that was pretty clutch. That was good advice. That's a good one. But the so the Uber pickup at our hotel was like you had to walk out back, out the back of the, like the casino and the sports book, mm-hmm. and you go around to like past the entrance where all the workers come in, uh-huh. and you just stand out in the middle of like a parking lot. It's terrible. With like no kind of coverage or anything. <laughs> Dude, one of the worst ones. Okay, the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. The strat, whatever you want to call it, that one was terrible. And the Rio. Okay. The Rio was awful. <laughs> Those are like, they're, they're Uber. They do not give a fuck about Uber. Yeah. I think a lot of the hotels um, have their own car services. Yeah. So they save the prime pickup spots mm-hmm. and drop off spots for their car services too. Yeah. So that's part of it as well. They want you in their car so they can just charge yeah. to the room or Well yeah, you walk up you walk up to them and you're like, hey, where's the Uber pickup and drop off? And mm-hmm. and they'll they'll immediately tell you, Well, these are our cars. Why mm-hmm. don't you just jump in one of yeah, our yeah. cars? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well <laughs> I know that's not gonna be the same price. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fun town, though. But it was fun. I got I got oh. an extra night. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. It was a good time, man. Yeah. It's impossible to have a bad time unless yeah. unless you're just really not prepared for any of that. Then you could you could be a little shocked. Not there's me. a there's a lot. I mean, you could just you can go 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 up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said something about the strip being kind of mm. kind of crazy after three. So, mm-hmm. um. <laughs> Jen went to go one morning. She was going to go run at UNLV. And she was like, I'll just Uber over there, run their track, run around the campus. And then it was three miles away. She's like, the last three miles, I'll just run and cool off coming back. Well, mm-hmm. she woke up late or something. Somebody is just, you just run the strip, you mm-hmm. know, like just run down the strip. She's like, well, I'm just going to do that. You know, I'll just map something out. Somebody told her to just run down the strip. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas people just everywhere. Oh, like six o'clock. She's like, it's like running through. 28 days later at six in the morning because everybody's coming out of the casinos extremely. If you're leaving the casino at six in the, at six in the morning, it's not because you're up. <laughs> it's not because you just woke up. It's, it's not because you're like, Oh man, I did. I did really good tonight. You're not waking up and going to get breakfast. If you're leaving the casino at 6am, it's because you're broke and depressed. You've probably been drinking yeah. and God knows what else. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's going on with the game? Boston's just tied it. That's close. What quarter are we in? In the third quarter. Oh. Halfway through. Oh. Yeah, Warriors have been up all game. Good for uh good for Boston. There's one more game this week. Game six is six is on Thursday. And then the next game will be next week. Game seven will be on Monday, I guess. That sounds right. Well it should be Sunday. Boston's up. It will be it'll be June nineteenth, I believe that's a oh, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Oh yeah. Sunday at seven PM. It'll be the day before we do uh our next podcast. That would be a potential game seven. Hmm. 
Good timing. Father's Day. Oh. So you'll definitely be able to watch it. You can watch basketball on Father's Day. You would think. Oh, Big Horford. Al. Big Al. Where, where are you at in your game? Ahead of us. Uh, I'm at a commercial break. Al okay. already hit that three. Okay. So we're on a little bit of a delay because we're streaming. Yeah. Jeff, what have you been up to? Let's see. Played some golf. Nice. Watched some movies. What have I been doing? You know, it's kind of funny. I'm drinking this old style right now. Okay. So I had an opportunity to go play at a at pretty nice country club here in town in Memphis. Colonial Country Club, which is a great golf course. A lot of fun. Had opportunity to go play there. And one of the guys that I played with, Brian, you know him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say his name or anything, mm-hmm. but he's an ex MLB player, mm-hmm. pro ball player. Yeah. And uh, I pulled one of these old styles out of my golf bag <laughs> that I had on ice. Mm-hmm. And I went, to, uh, I went up to him and uh, the other guy we were playing with. And I was like, when was the last time you guys saw one of these? <laughs> and the guy that played ball goes, oh, hell. He goes, <laughs> he goes that's the shit they pour on you at Wrigley's when, <laughs> when you get too close to the wall. <laughs> he goes, that is the worst smelling beer. <laughs> he goes, why are you drinking that shit? <laughs> uh, yeah, he played, oh, uh, he played I, pro ball back in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah, he was on that Padres team that beat the Cubs in 84, I think, the Cub Busters. I hate that I missed Mac, man. That's I hate yeah. that I missed him while I was out of town. Yeah, he's trip. great. He's yeah. so much fun. Brian, you know him. Yeah. He's hilarious. I love that guy. But uh, <laughs> I knew he'd have something to say. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And I pulled out a hams next. And I was like, is this the shit they pour on you in Milwaukee? <laughs> He's like, no, I don't know. I don't I haven't seen one of those in a while. <laughs> Let's see. And then I watched uh, that new Adam Sandler movie, Hustle. That was pretty good. Have you guys heard of that? I have. I'd like to see it. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I, I plan on it. It's good. They got a, what was that, six, six and a half par stars? Yeah, Pat, the guy that used to come on this podcast. <laughs> He gave it a six, and he goes, oh, I'll give it a six and a half. Any fan of hoops, I think, will like this movie. I liked it a lot. It seemed, But you know how sports movies are. They're all kind of the same. It's like overcoming some bullshit to mm-hmm. win in the end. I think uh, in the sports movie category, it's pretty good. Yeah. There's a Dirk no there's a lot of really good basketball players in it. Anthony Edwards is in it and he's great. There's a really good Dirk Nowitzki scene. Uh the Hernan love, Gomez guys. Love Dirk. Yeah, I mean Dirk's always great. But the Hernan Gomez guys, they're brothers, you know, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um I've followed their careers. They've had good NBA careers and yeah. I don't I don't know how Juancho Hernan Gomez got this role, but he did. And he has, I thought he did a really good job for a pro athlete in their first like acting role. I thought he did really well. I enjoyed the movie. You know, it's got its ups and downs and I thought it was filmed really well. It was fun. It was awesome. Hmm. Bobon's hilarious. Oh, Bobon's in it. Yes. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Dude. 
It's a good movie. I I recommend it. I would give it like okay, I get like a six or a six and a half from Pat. I get that as far as like based on all the movies. Mm-hmm. But as far as the sports movie goes, I'd go higher, like eight. Okay. But I don't really like ranking movies. I just watch them. <laughs> Game's getting chippy. Game's getting a little uh, physical. Yeah. It's hard to watch the game and podcast. Absolutely. It's like me trying to watch a game normally and parent. <laughs> but yeah, Hustle was fun. Yeah, I want to see it, man. If if this is an NBA podcast, so if you're listening to this, you should watch Hustle. <laughs> Other than that, I've been busy. It was really good timing. I'm glad we didn't do a podcast last week. <laughs> yeah, so thankful. I would have had no time. I wouldn't. We. I wouldn't even have had time to record it, much less get it put out. Mm-hmm. No, too much with Brian out of town. You know, we work together in the restaurant, and then one of our other managers was out with COVID all week. Hmm. It's only five days now, but. Okay. That's five days with uh, oh, yeah. two people missing, two managers missing. And our assistant was out of town too, so. Yeah, and our like extra fall fallback guy. Yeah. Was gone too. <laughs> uh, it was brutal. Glad we didn't, you know, sometimes the universe gives. Mm-hmm. It doesn't all, like it was pushing, but I would say the fact that we didn't do a podcast was the universe giving. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was putting my priorities in check. <laughs> Jeff, can I have one of those hams? Hell yeah. Sweet. Ah, hell yeah. Anyway, let's get on with it. What do you say, Bo? Yeah, let's do it. What's going on uh, in the NBA? Let's start with news. Is there news? No. <laughs> I think there's news. news. Did you see news? I saw news today. There's quite a bit of news, yeah. We can work backwards or just kind of talk about. What do you care about? Um, Let's start with that. I think a coaching vacancy being filled by an assistant that's on the Warriors is interesting. And And it ties into another piece of news, too. And what is that? Well, Kenny Atkinson is going to be the Charlotte Hornets head coach. Hey. Oh, I saw that it was between him and like Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how's that not uh, given? Atkinson, we like him. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. I think D'Antoni would have been great, uh, fun, I mean, for Charlotte, but it's not a good long term fit. Well, he's already like 90 years old. Yeah. And his shit just hasn't worked. I think Atkinson has more potential. Well, he can at least, he could be the coach for seven years. D'Antoni will not be the coach for seven years. Good point. D'Antoni's a coach for like two years, right? Maybe a year and a half until Jordan realizes like, oh, yeah, um, our team should be playing defense too. Yeah. Right. So D'Antoni's got to go. Yeah, I felt like Atkinson got the short end of the stick in Brooklyn. Agreed. That's a good hire. Uh Good hire. Yeah, so um, that ties into Montrez Harrell, who is a member of the Charlotte Hornets. He got pulled over in Kentucky a day or two ago with three pounds of weed on him. He's facing felony drug, drug charges in Kentucky. Mm. I don't know 
how strict Kentucky's laws well, are on that sort of thing, but that's a lot well, of weight. That's felony, potentially felony charges. You would think that that was personal you for him. I mean, a guy in his tax bracket, I think you could argue that. Yeah, he's not selling weed. He's like, dude, I just I buy in bulk, man. It's off season. <laughs> well, he could be having, like, you could even, I don't know, you could even argue, like, yeah, I just buy in bulk and then I got it, I got it. I don't have to go looking for it. Yeah, but, like, why is he, why is he driving around with it? That's a good Well, that's the other point. thing is, like, I don't know where he's from, but let's say he's from, Montrose is from Atlanta, let's just say, or Chicago or whatever big market. He's got weed people where he's from. Just like I got weed people in Memphis. It's no big deal. Yeah, he should like have a weed carrier. A fall guy. Like somebody should just be doing that for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I mean. That's how I do it. You've got so much to lose and so much money. Like what? Like how can you not just have somebody else do that? These guys, they, sometimes they, I guess they just don't think that uh, way like it's yeah like dude if i was an nba if i was an nba player i I wouldn't even go to like the grocery store <laughs> i would totally derrick rose it and just be like up in my penthouse apartment yeah. at all times right raping <laughs> <laughs> hiding you know why in, you never see billionaires in public yeah because they're scared of dying they don't want they don't go out they don't go out montrez harrell was um he's from north carolina he of course he went to College in Kentucky at Louisville. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So he's got a weed guy in Louisville. He, uh, from what I understand, he was in Kentucky because he had to go to court already mm. for well, a prior. That's, that's one way to show up. Was it? Was he like on the way to his court date? <laughs> that would be really pretty stupid. much not like at the time. I don't yeah. think, but that's why why he was there. That court was going to be stressful, so he had to. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe he does this all the time, and he's just never been caught. That, this reminds me of um, Jeff. I don't know. I think you were there. Did you Did you work with us when we had to go get those beer affidavits? Do you remember that? No, I don't think like so. the like the a long time ago. The police came in and they were like, "Hey, where are your beer? All your employees should have a beer affidavit." And I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> well, everybody has to go down to two hundred one and fill out this paperwork and pay like ten dollars. And they just basically run a background check to make sure you're not a felon, and then you're okay to serve beer. It's not it's not for liquor or wine. It's not like an ABC card. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, well, we'll get everybody to go down there and pay this ten dollars. What? And so one of our servers went down there, and you had to go into two hundred one through like the security check. Oh and all god! That. And uh, so she goes in, and she's got a bag of weed in her purse. Oh my god! So she calls and she's like, hey, I came down here to get this beer affidavit and I'm getting booked. Like, they're not putting me in jail, but like, they're like processing me and then I'm getting out of here. I might, I might be like an hour late to work. Oh my. So she got like a misdemeanor possession charge. Yeah. I think they dropped it. Like, I don't think, I don't think it it wasn't a lot, but I mean, she, she was like, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I didn't realize it was in my purse. Why would they even, why would those cops even give a shit? Well, this no. was probably twenty years ago. It was probably fifteen years ago or so. Yeah, the but best. Even so the then. best part is, so we we all we go get these beer affidavits. We get everybody in line to get the beer <laughs> affidavits. We all pay our ten bucks, and then uh, and then nobody ever came to check. I've never even heard of that. Nobody ever came to like 
because they were like, hey, you know, when you hire somebody, if they're going to be serving beer, you need to send them down there to get this. Hey, they're 10 bucks and get this Never beer. Never heard of that shit. It was just a cash grab by the city, like all these restaurants. Oh. So they just got $10 per restaurant employee, basically. They got $1,000. <laughs> But so they, yeah, they never followed up. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm not going to make anybody go get these. It's a fucking anymore. shakedown, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Gross. So yeah, don't don't carry weed. <laughs> going to court. Yeah. Well, I guess that applies here, but. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Whoa. It's a pool again. Yeah. Did another uh, half court buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Kid's got some range. He banked it though. Is that fair? It's not quite half court this time. What about a thirty eight footer. <laughs> mm. Hey, it went in. Yes, it did. And was it on time? Yep. Yep. Point one. And then he stuck his tongue mm-hmm. out at the crowd. <laughs> All right. Okay, Montrez. Good luck, bud. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Yeah, and Miles Bridges is actually going back to Buzz City because apparently they all like to catch a buzz. He posted a, like a picture or video on Instagram of him with a cup of lean and a joint. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> They're not Memphis Grizzlies. This is not Memphis Grizzlies basketball. That's for sure. <laughs> Though Ja was drinking and carrying on, but that was advertising. Yeah, I, I don't care. I've, ja should be having fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm not worried about his work. I think. Yeah, Charlotte's got some issues here. Let's move on from it. Mm-hmm. I got one. Okay. I got one that's interesting to me. Ooh. Mm-hmm. See what you guys think. Luke Walton. Mm-hmm. The guy that can't coach. Mm-hmm. The guy that sucks. That nobody mm-hmm. wants. Mm-hmm. They ran him out of Sacramento because they couldn't win with him as a coach. Well, he's reportedly joining the Cleveland Cavaliers as an assistant coach. Walton joins J.B. Bickerstaff stack. After spending the past five seasons as head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers and Sacramento Kings. It looks like to me that J.B. Bakerstaff really wanted Luke in Cleveland. That's what it looks like to me. Like the, like J.B., Coach J.B. Mm-hmm. initiated this. It seems that Coach Bakerstaff values Walton's experience as a player and head coach in the NBA. So that begs the question, is Sacramento better off with Mike Brown or could they have just kept Luke Walton? Obviously, Luke Walton's not trash. Somebody wants him. Mm -hmm. He's not jobless. Mm -hmm. So does hiring Luke Walton prove that he can be a coach in the league? Does it prove that someone believes in him? I don't know. I think head coaching is, is being a head coach is different than being an assistant. Not to say Luke's not not capable of being a good head coach. The Lakers thing was kind of a 
well, first of all, he was the head coach with, when Steve Kerr had the back problems. And I think any one of us could have been the head coach. when He went like undefeated. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he won a ton of games. He won a ton of games without. I mean, Mike Brown yeah. didn't win a ton of games without Steve Kerr. And when he was the Lakers coach, that I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but this the, is just the Lakers. They're a mess. That was and then he went to. Yeah, and then he went to Sacramento, which is you don't have to, don't have to def, explain or defend it. It was Sacramento. It should have been a good spot for him, but the roster was never any fucking good, Mm-mm. ever. No, and they should have just said, "This is our guy," and we're trying to figure it out on the on my end as a general manager. But that's not the game. It's the game is to fire him, and it's the coach's fault, not my fault. Yeah, is that like a? They have a relatively new GM, right? Is that like a in Cleveland? No, in uh, in Sacramento. Yes. So that's like a, you can go to GM going like, ah, let's get rid of the coach. It's He's possible there was a like we've covered this already. Uh, there was a lot of push back from the fans. A lot of fucking complaining, man. Mm-hmm. They just saw things that they didn't like. Maybe he lost the locker room. Maybe De'Aaron didn't like him. There's, I think a lot of things happened. I think they went. They had too much fucking losing. Yeah. And the fans pushed back and the players pushed back. It's too much losing. I think is what happened. But I don't think it was Luke Walt's fault. Mm-mm. No, that roster's uh, garbage. It's been bad for a long time. Now, is this a good reflection or bad reflection on Coach Bickerstaff going and getting Luke Walton? Is it too early to tell? No, I wouldn't say it's a... No, Bickerstaff just... He wants some veteran just know-how. I don't know. I think Luke brings a lot to the table. Like yeah. you said, player experience and coaching-wise. I think yeah, so. He, I think he's a valuable a guy. I think it's a good reflection. Yeah, I mean, Bickerstaff's going to get a, a guy who's been a head coach of two teams to put on his bench. We, Who doesn't want that experience on their bench, you know? We've seen JB here in Memphis as a like an interim coach. Mm-hmm. I would go as far to say that I trust JB. Mm-hmm. I always liked JB when he was here. Yeah. Yeah. He got white, he got kind of dismissed with Chris Wallace mm-hmm. when he did. Our management changed over here in Memphis. But I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good coach. I trust JB. I think it's a good move. I think Luke Walton's a solid hire as an assistant for him, for that team. I mean, if you don't believe in JB, then I guess you think the Cavs are doomed because they just signed JB to a new long-ass contract. (laughs) No, I think think Cleveland's set up pretty good. I like JB. They've got a – I mean, this year it was just injuries. Everybody got hurt on that team. They were rolling before everybody got hurt. Yeah, they were. They fizzled out at the end, but they were a good team. There was a point midseason where everybody was talking about the Cavs because they moved up to like fourth or fifth place mm-hmm. in the East. I think at one point they were fourth, yeah. And that's when we were like, hey, we need to watch one of these Cavs games. And we did one of our pick games on the Cavs. Marcus Smart just... Flopped. Oh, he did get pushed, but he 
<laughs> Clay just drains one. <laughs> he accentuated the push, yeah. Yeah. and Tony Brothers just stood there and stared at Marcus Brown, <laughs> Marcus Smart, <laughs> while he was on the ground. <laughs> All right, we're getting into the guts of this podcast. Bo, is there any other news you want to talk about? Taylor Jenkins for the Grizzlies got a contract extension. I think that was justified. Shocking. Wow. What a surprise. Great move. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it was Come on. not surprising to anybody. Come on. Well deserved. Mm-hmm. What's yep. what? What that's what, that's, oh. that's all I gotta say. It's great. <laughs> Another solid ex- move from our uh, Grizzlies front office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Retaining Coach Jenkins. Mm-hmm. What else? Apparently the Suns all had COVID. During oh, the yeah. Western semis. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Was that the excuse? I think Chris Ball was sick. They weren't testing, though. They just didn't test. Yeah, I think none of those guys. Those guys were like, "I'm fun." Apparently, it was bad enough for like Dallas was like, "Hey, man, <laughs> wow, hey, something's not right over there." That explains a lot. Yeah, I guess that's uh, Chris Paul's new hamstring is COVID. <laughs> I mean, that explains why they totally quit in that game seven. Yeah, if they were all sick. Yeah. Ew. No, so knowing this information, do we feel bad at all for Dog and the Suns about no. that game seven? No, no, no they still no, fucking no. gave up. No. He still pulled those guys out of the game. I think they would have done been a better move. They would have said all their guys had COVID and just had to run some scrubs out there. I agree. If this is true, mm-hmm. I don't uh, think hiding it was the right move at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they 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 didn't overcome it. So now they just look bad mm-hmm. trying to hide it. It's just a bad look over all around, I think. What else? Uh, it sounds like you had something else. Yeah, I got a story that I'm very interested in. Okay, go so on. Anytime an NBA team is sold, it's a big deal in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Nike founder Phil Knight and Los Angeles Dodgers part owner Alan Smolinski now, maybe you've heard of this story. They delivered a written offer of more than $2 billion to purchase the Portland Trailblazers and are in serious talks to acquire the team. This is a, an ESPN story. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Yes, I did. So those two guys have engaged in discussions with the Paul G. Allen Trust, which is overseeing the franchise at the current time. And the plan is for those talks to continue. Paul Allen's sister Jody has been managing the trust since her brother's death in October 2018. It's been long believed that the Blazers and the NFL Seattle Seahawks are part of an eventual plan to be sold for the trust. The Trailblazers are valued at $2 billion. <laughs> making it the 13th most valuable franchise in the NBA. Uh, it appears to me that Blazers fans want the team sold. I mean, that's what makes it interesting to me is that the fans want the team sold. What do we got going on in this game? Sorry, I'm watching Marcus Smart's about to get kicked out of this game. 
Why? What did he do? Punch pool? <laughs> no, pool was yanking on his arm, and then Marcus kind of flailed a little bit, and then pool flopped. Yeah, he just got he just got teed up for talking talking to the refs. I think the general feel about this game five is if Boston doesn't win this game, it's over. Mm. Do you guys feel that way? No. So you think mm. that Boston can win a game seven in San Francisco? I do. Okay. I think they could. I think they could. I mean, I don't think they'd be favored. I think they got to win this one and get to home court. Dallas did something nasty to Phoenix. Well, they all had COVID. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> they all or they all quit. I don't. I'm. I'm still not sure. Did everyone on the team have COVID? You guys weren't really super clear on who was sick. Um, I think there Chris was like Paul. there was like one one player and two or three coaches or like staff that had it that okay. tested positive. Yes, but it's it's. it's insinuated that other players had COVID but just didn't get tested. Mm. They're like, no, nah, man, I ain't got no symptoms. I'm good. Interesting. I think Boston has to win this one. I don't think they can uh, win a game seven on the road, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, so going back to the story about the Blazers. Mm-hmm. The belief is that Uncle Phil is going to save the Blazers. So I was thinking about this, and I'm wondering, why do the fans want the team sold? Why? So I came up with some things. Well, Portland's had a tough couple years, and then there's a $46.5 billion. That's Phil Knight's current net worth, according to Forbes. That makes him the 26th wealthiest man in the world. So a team governor that's willing to spend is always a positive, right? The new ownership could be willing to spend billions to win. Right? They got it. Phil Knight's like in his 80s. Why not? He's in his 80s, bro. Yeah, he's got he's to win now. <laughs> yeah. Also, the group, the guy that's a part owner of the Dodgers... Alan Smolinski. The Dodgers have the second highest payroll in baseball. Over $260 million. That's a track record of spending to win. And also there's a fear that a new owner would go cheap on the team. But if this group buys the team, I think that fear is alleviated a bit. This is the right guy to buy the team mm -hmm. fans are excited they want the team sold they're excited about boss Knight getting involved mm. maybe portland moves off of lillard because he's not a nike guy that's the it's the first thing i said to you do you remember yeah. what, I, what i told you dame getting traded for zion <laughs> dame getting traded for zion sorry cj <laughs> <laughs> sorry cj <laughs> dame's coming back to town getting Dame's coming back. Uh, how about Westbrook for Lillard, anyone? <laughs> It'd be good for the Lakers. Yeah, Lakers will do that, yeah. But it's good for Portland, too, because they got a Nike guy. Back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fans seem uh, fairly mixed 
on the current state of the Blazers roster. Well, yeah, I mean, ownership dumped, your management dumped Norman Powell, mm-hmm. dumped CJ. I mean, <sighs> they're dumping salaries. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, trying to tell people they're going to win. It's a weird situation. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, they're not, nobody's sure what the management is trying to do mm-hmm. or ownership because ownership's really not there. Yeah. There's really no direction. I think fans are eager for someone to watch the team a bit closer. There seems to be a hunger for accountability in Portland. They need a boss. Now, Knight and the new ownership would come in and reevaluate top to bottom. And I think most fans would welcome that. Just reevaluating everything. Mm -hmm. And they got the money to spend. Maybe the team does need some direction. Maybe an identity change. Maybe an identity at all for Portland. So I think there's lots of positives to new ownership in Portland. I think Knight and his group would be a perfect fit. A local with a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but seems, Paul, Paul Allen and or Paul Allen's group said the team's not for sale. Right. But also in the trust, it's believed that the team has to be sold. So yeah. why wouldn't you sell it to like the best scenario i agree so there we go there's where we're at i think they're playing hardball <laughs> the ownership group <laughs> yeah, why not get another billion out of phil knight <laughs> he's got it <laughs> you've got it and i want it <laughs> so you give it <laughs> there's a couple more things i want to talk about before we get into the end of this podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) did you hear about uh rashid wallace i did hear he he's he's doing something with coaching these days it appears he's likely headed to work in la for the lakers under coach ham coach Coach going to play going to coach the lakers that's interesting to me i like it Mm mm-hmm Bo, what do you think about that? Rashid Wallace. Mixing it up with AD and Braun and them. I guess that's fine. I mean, I, I don't I really know nothing about him as a coach. You know something I know about he's him. on the I know he's on the Memphis staff. You remember Rashid Wallace as a player, as a person. <laughs> oh, I, I, yes. Yeah. I, as a player and a person, but as a coach. He gonna get in that ass, man. Everything I heard from like but the Tiger insiders that I know said that he was like a terror at practice. Yeah. Like he was wearing those kids out. <laughs> He's going to toughen them up, I think. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it's yeah. what goes through my head is mm-hmm. toughness. He was away from the Memphis Tigers team. And I, this is just kind of hearsay, but from what I understand, he was not vaccinated. Mm. And Larry Brown is a thousand years old. Yeah. So there were worries about like mm. Rashid Wallace like mm. killing Larry Brown with COVID. <laughs> Interesting. Right. Uh they've already they're already have replaced Rashid Wallace on the Memphis Tigers coaching staff. Yeah. Frank Haith. <clears throat> yeah, it appears he's on his way to LA. Tulsa and Missouri. So but yeah. Good for him. It's interesting to me. I love it. I'm sure she would rather be an assistant coach in the NBA than an assistant coach in college basketball. No, I think he would rather 
I'd be an assistant coach in Memphis, Tennessee, than Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. I think those are NBA players. Yeah. I mean, Brevin Knight lives in Memphis. He's an the NBA taxes. player. Yeah, yeah, the taxes. That's right. <laughs> nah, Brevin stayed in Memphis because he had a family to raise. and was like, all right, this is, this is just fine. I, I, I could see Sheed and Zebo hanging out a lot in Memphis. <laughs> or in I L.A. Sheed oh, yeah. and Zebo hanging out in L.A. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a solid move. I like it. For the Lakers, who'd you rather have in your coaching staff, Rasheed Wallace or Luke Walton? <laughs> Based on need, it would vary. I would probably rather have Luke Walton just because I'm assuming he's I'm just based because he was a head coach. He's probably better at X, X's and O's. Yeah, game experience. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the experience. Um, and I guess Luke Walton's not he's not gonna go be an assistant in LA. <laughs> he's like, fuck the Lakers. <laughs> Dude, Draymond's getting into that ass. Okay, come on, Draymond. Get away from him. I what think what the fuck is Draymond doing? Oh, I can't what I think Rashid is a better fit. Oh my gosh. I think Rashid is a better fit with Darvin Ham and Luke Walton's a better fit with JB Bickerstaff. Okay. That's what I think. Based on personalities. All right, I, I want to see what Draymond's up to. He just checked in. All right, we want to watch the last. We can watch. No, I just, I just want Draymond's just being an on. idiot. It's not much. It's just a, a dead ball situation. Draymond just like wouldn't leave Tatum alone. But it's just like get the fuck, hey, Draymond, go back. Just stop it. It's just antagonizing. Yeah. Oh yeah, what's he, he's trying to take the ball? What is oh. like? What's the point of that, man? <laughs> exactly. Get a chance to get some words in, throw him off his game, get in his head, piss him off, piss everybody off, piss Marcus mm-hmm. Smart off, throw everybody off their game. There's no reason for him to be over there. What if Tony uh, Brothers got him out of there? But yeah, there's no reason. I for hope him this to be is like there. a poke in the bear situation, and Tatum just comes out and goes off. Yeah, Tatum didn't seem super bothered by yeah. it. Yeah. So there were. He's, he's just walking, and he's like, he's like, yeah. Here he is again. Is anybody going to do gonna anything about this? Let him do this. <laughs> I'm sure there was some jawing going on. All right, one more thing. Why did Quit Snyder, Quinn the Jazz? Yeah, just keep throwing, keep throwing words out there. Why did Quit Snyder, Quinn the Jazz? Why did Quit Snyder, Quinn on the Jazz? What happened? I think it's like the Larry Bird thing. Like sometimes you just need a, a new voice as a head coach. Something happened. He didn't quit on his own accord. Something pushed him. There's a new boss in Utah. Danny Ainge. He's going to mm-hmm. fuck that up so bad. <laughs> Is Danny Ainge changing the direction of the Jazz? Does Quinn Snyder not want to be a part of that direction? Maybe. Hey, if we're going in that direction, I'm out. I think Danny Angel's like, all right, you can join the Church of Latter-day Saints hmm. and be my head coach or not. And Quinn was like, nah, I'm out, dog. Are you suggesting that uh, Mark Jackson's going to be the next coach of the Utah Jazz? <laughs> <laughs> Are there any black Mormons? I don't. There has to be a few. Yes, there are. <laughs> Prince. <laughs> no, he was Jehovah's. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, who? who can keep What's up? the difference? Who can keep up and who cares? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Uh, Jeff, Jehovah's don't do birthdays. I can tell have you another hams, please. Something happened. Guy doesn't just quit a job as a head coach when things are going well, and he likes what's going on. He quit, and it appears the story was that the Jazz basically like begged him to stay. Right, that was the story. Was it? Yeah. Okay. It was like the Jazz repeatedly like asked him to stay, mm-hmm. and he still left. You don't know. A basketball guy doesn't quit a job like that yeah. when things are going well. He doesn't quit that job when somebody says, hey, we're going to keep this team intact. We're going to try to win. I think they want to blow it up and do a rebuild and then Danny Ainge, like, who knows what he'll fucking do with his young guys once he gets them. Quinn doesn't want to be a part of that. Uh-uh. He don't want to be a part of losing. I think that's what's going to happen is Utah is going to fucking destroy their roster and try to rebuild Ainge way. Mm-hmm. Hello, Danny Ainge. And Quinn Snyder don't want to be on board with losing. Mm-hmm. I think that's really all there is to it. If I'm wrong, tell me later. Call me. Tell me how wrong I am. You know the number. Call the House Hoops hotline. Call the hotline. Tell me how wrong I am about the Jazz. But I believe that Ainge is going to do a lot of crazy shit. And Snyder's like, no. I do think something has to be done there. Really? I just think, yeah, I really do. Uh, Continuity. I guess. Keep adding pieces. Great regular season team. Keep adding pieces. Get stronger at the wing. Get a real point guard or a real two guard. Mm -hmm. Whatever Donovan doesn't want to play. Yeah. Add to that. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it when great head coaches leave teams. Doesn't make any sense. Ainge is fucking at any. Yeah, he's going to fuck it. It's really unclear who's like even making which decisions. I sent you guys that article. Yeah. Did you read it? I did. It's like sometimes Ainge is calling the shots. He's like the big picture guy and some guys sometimes it's the uh the other GM guy, whatever his fucking name was. <laughs> <laughs> who's the GM Ooh. in Utah, Bo? Uh, who is a GM? Sorry, Tatum just had had himself an air ball. Mm. Sorry, I'm trying to see what what Draymond got because he just he just fouled out again. Zanuck is a GM. Yeah, somebody I'm not super familiar with. No. Oh, Wiggins just uh, Finals MVP Wiggins with the poster. <laughs> so we're just gonna kind of watch the rest of this game and then uh, talk about. The finals. No, this game's fucking over. Yeah. Donzo. It's 84 to 97 with two and a half minutes left. Warriors up. Tatum. Oh. (laughs) Oh. That's deflating to airball at this point in the game. Gods will not bring this team back. So you're saying. So, Bo, you still think that Boston can win game seven and. I think it's possible, this but arena? 
possible yeah anything's possible but likely is what i'm looking at. oh think, wiggins ooh. holy shit yeah um no i think golden state's gonna is gonna win the title looks pretty clear it's kind of reminiscent of how the grizzlies were able to outmaneuver the wolves a little bit i just feel like boston's a good team and minnesota was a good team but for a reason memphis though they're the younger team had more experience and were just better organized and i feel like boston is younger and has less experience this is not yeah. peak golden state warriors but they're fucking good curry's an all-time great they've got the best player on the court yep who have been the top five players in the finals we're going to go five to one, one to five. We talked about doing that this mm-hmm. week, picking who's been the top five players in the finals. Bo, who's the best player in the finals? I'm going to say it's Steph Curry. Yeah, I agree. I'm going Steph number one, too. I think, I think there's no question there. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. So I ranked five players from each game that they've played in the finals. Did you use the uh, Dennis system to rank them? (laughs) I gave them points like they do for the all-NBA teams. So I looked at all four games, and I gave points based on how I felt each player ranked in the game. And I applied those points, added them up, and came up with point totals for each player to get my top five players. Each game, I have five guys. So, all right. Who do you guys think is the second best player? I had a system. Okay. <laughs> I'm going Tatum it. number two. Fair. I would say Tatum. I would maybe think Brown, but I'll say Tatum. I had Curry at 19 points, Tatum at 14 points for the second spot. Okay. Which is close. Mm-hmm. 14 and 19 points is really close. They're definitely the two best players. There's a close third in yes. my rankings. It's almost a push for me, but I'll just I'll just pick Wiggins over Jalen Brown. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Just to just to have a third and a fourth. But I think they've been pretty equally good. The best game I had for Wiggins, I had him third best player in game four. And he never was a like a second best player in any game. Yeah. According to my evaluations. So, so you have Jalen Brown third? I had Jalen Brown in game three as the second best player behind mm-hmm. Steph Curry, which gave Brown an edge. At number three with 12 points. Bo, who was your third best player? Wiggins? Brown? Ooh. Man. I guess I'm going to go with Brown because he's better than Wiggins, and I'm not giving – I'm just not going to go with Wiggins. I just can't do it. (laughs) I had Brown as the third best player in game two, game one, the fourth best player in game four, the second best player in game three. I have Brown high – in the top three in 
three out of four games. Wiggins, top three once. One time. If any of you guys are listening and you wanna and you wanna see um Jeff's point system here, he's gonna post it to the to the website, aren't you, Jeff? I'll put it on Instagram. There you Instagram, go. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the Horford's uh, been at House of Hoops podcast. <laughs> Let's say Horford after the end of game one was number one. Game one, I had Horford as the second best player in that game behind Steph Curry. Who's the fourth best player? Horford. Horford was not in my top five. Mm. I want him to be, but he's, but he's he wouldn't be in top my top five either. I would pick another Celtic. Who's your four? My four is. Jalen Brown because I took Wiggins third. Okay. My list is Steph, Tatum, mm-hmm. Wiggins, Jalen Brown. I just didn't have Wiggins having as many good games as Jalen Brown. He's been, I mean, he's had some like high rebounding games. Mm-hmm. But the three-point percentages, I took all that into consideration. Three-pointers, field goal percentages, Assists, rebounds, points, everything. When you put this on Instagram, tag me so I can take a look at it. I will. But it doesn't show you what I based my rank rankings on. You would have to go back and look at the games. It was game two where Horford had two points. That can't be the fourth best player. <laughs> okay. All right, I had a three-way tie for the fourth best player. It was Wiggins, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford. And Al Horford's up there because in game one, he was the second best player behind Steph Curry. Mm. But Wiggins showed up in my top five more than those other two guys. So Wiggins gets bumped up to the fourth best player. So the fifth best player is going to be tough. Who's the fifth best player? In the Go on, Marcus Smart. Is it a Celtic or is it a Warrior? Hmm. You say Smart? I do. It's not. It's not uh, Jordan Poole. It's not Clay Thompson. Oh, no. I'm not too, Draymond I, I, Green. <laughs> I can't. No. I can't even look at this shit with like objectively. I'm like. Fuck the Celtics. Yeah, fucking Marcus. Or fuck the Warriors. Let's go Marcus Smart. <laughs> the fifth best player. Who is it, Bo? I guess it's, since it's Al Horford's not the fourth best player. Maybe it's Al Horford. You could say Smart. You could say Poole. Clay's been pretty damn good. But he has certainly, I don't think he's been top five. So who is it? In four Marcus games. Smart. He's impactful defensively. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been more impactful than Draymond Green. I have Smart in that tiebreaker, and I give Smart the tiebreaker between him and Al Horford for the fifth spot because Marcus Smart showed up in my top five more than Al Horford. The reason Al Horford is tied with Smart is because Horford had that great game one where he was the second fucking best player on the game. Yeah. Only had that one good game, though, really. I mean, Horford's been a valuable piece, but as far as being the best player out there, nah, he hasn't really been. 
Yeah, it's Marcus Smart's the fifth best player, in my opinion. Honorable mention, Al Horford. And I actually uh, went down to seven and eight. Jordan Poole goes seventh. <laughs> and Clay Thompson gets eighth. Those are guys that showed up in my top five at least once. But Poole has been better than Clay, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. But Horford's one big game really pushed him up in the points, tied him for fourth, but because he only had that one game, he falls out of the top five. It's really hoping after game one for like a Al Horford <laughs> finals MVP, like a like Iggy got at that time. Yeah. So yeah. for so be awesome. For a, hoping I was for hoping a, for that too. It could still happen. I was hoping for a Renal Sance. Ren Al Sance, get it like Renaissance, but it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. but with Renal Horford Al Horsance. <laughs> you know, it could still happen. It's not over, but in the top five, Boston has three. And the Warriors have two. Wiggins and Curry. Based on my list. But the Warriors have the best player. The way Boston's guarding the best player, man-to-man, it's proved to work so far, winning games. I don't know if Horford has a couple more amazing games. They they stay in the series. But it has to be, you know, one of those trail guys, Horford or Smart. Like, somebody, like Smart's got to get, like, 30 a game. He's got to go off. Mm. He's got to go off. He can do it. He does it in the regular season yeah. all the time. Or like a big Tatum, like 50-point game or yeah. a Brown 50-point game. Like mm-hmm. Somebody's got to have to step up. What were the stats tonight? Who did Boston need more out of tonight? Oh, Brown was 5 for 18, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, from 5 from 3? That ain't going to do it. That's not a top 5 player. No. That's not the Brown that. We've seen in the series. Curry only had sixteen this game. This was mm-hmm. this this was why I put Wiggins over Jalen Brown. I mean, Wiggins had twenty six and thirteen tonight. Granted, he had a good he game. didn't hit a three. He shot six threes and didn't hit one of them. He was twelve of <laughs> twenty three from the floor. Yeah. He had a good game. He had a better game than Brown, I guess. I guess. Pretty fucking close. Eighteen and nine from Brown, four assists. Yeah. But, yeah, also Jalen Brown didn't hit a three. He took five and didn't hit one. Right. Pretty close. Yeah, I would like more than nine and nine from Al Horford. Um, mm-hmm. I would like Tatum to break that 30. Nine, nine, every and game. one. Nine, nine, and one from Horford. Like, where are the dimes? Yeah. Where, where are the passes out of the post? And what were you saying? I'd like to see Tatum get 30. He needs to be averaging 30 a game. Yeah. He got 27. And I mean, it's close, but he got 10 rebounds. He double-doubled. I think the Jalen Brown, uh, pretty rough game for him that hurt Boston based on the box score. And Horford, too. Like, Horford's got to have a better game. Horford's got to be better. Uh-huh. Three of six from the field? Nah. Why is he only taking six shots? He hit two out of three from three. It's not enough. So, yeah. More from Brown and Horford. All right. That was a fun little ranking system there, Jeff. You like that? I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it again next week. (laughs) 
We'll do it again after the playoffs are over, maybe. Game six and possibly game seven. <laughs> we'll do it after every game. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Maybe when uh, the finals are all over. I don't know. We'll see. Don't hold me to anything. <laughs> I change with the wind, man. Mm-hmm. Just going with the flow. Don't care. So, what have our impressions been on the finals? I just think the Warriors are, I mean, Bo, Bo mentioned it earlier, they're just a little more experienced. I mean, a lot more experienced, really. Yeah. Um, and that seems to be the edge. Yep. You know? Well, and Curry's the best player, too. It, Curry, Curry is gone. I mean, other than this game, he's been insane this whole series. I mean, yeah, but was- if, if we were to go back and watch the tape from this game and focus on every time, like, every possession, that Cur- like, Curry has gravity. And even, even if he didn't touch the ball, the defense knows where he is. Mm-hmm. Yes, he so that, aff- that affects the game. Mm-hmm. So he he could score zero and still totally fuck you up. You can't leave him alone. You can't forget about him. Mm-mm. The Rudy Gay effect. That's what I loved about Rudy Gay in Memphis. You had to fucking keep an eye on him on defense. That opened up things for everybody else. But yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you, Jeff. Rudy Gay is as good as Steph Curry. <laughs> he, no, he was a great distraction, the decoy. I, I know, I know, I'm messing with you. I loved Rudy Gay as a decoy. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason I wanted him on a team. You can't double off him. You can't leave him alone. Anyway, getting off course. What about that game one though? That was fucking wild. Yeah, game one was so fun. Mm-hmm. The first. Five out of six buckets were threes. <laughs> Shit was awesome as hell, dude. I was so psyched. I was like, I hope the whole series is like this. <laughs> it was. They were all so amped. And then the Celtics had that blazing fourth quarter. They sure as shit didn't quit after the Warriors had their good third quarter. Uh, it's been a good series. I've enjoyed it. The Warriors weren't going to go down 0-2 at home. They won that second game. Uh, it's been a fun series. I missed that game too because we were we were coming into Vegas at the time. So yeah, and you got to watch like the end of it, but it was over by the time I got to tune in. So I've just been kind of watching them. I don't know. I don't have a deep analysis on it. That's not here. I don't have that. Game three. Game three was the first game in Boston. I felt like everybody knew what was going to happen there. Mm-hmm. That ruckus Boston crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I made a little. I made a little money off Game Three. <laughs> yeah, that seemed obvious to me. You knew at some point Golden State was going to push really hard to get that home court advantage back, mm-hmm. and that was Game Four. Boston, I mean, they weren't going to lose Game Three, and Golden State was desperately. Wanting to get home court advantage back. And Steph had that magical game four. (laughs) Where he was the best player. Yeah. He just took it over. Yeah. And uh, Wiggins was probably better than Jalen Brown in that game four. Which gives him the edge. According to my rankings, (laughs) Wiggins was better than Brown in game four. (laughs) And Curry was better than Tatum. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see your system over there, man. I really gotta. I want to see this. I want to break this thing down. 
it's tough because of the way I evaluated who was better each game was based on field goal percentages, threes, assists, rebounds, watching the game, Mm -hmm. who was more impactful. It takes a lot of fucking time (laughs) to get these evaluations. (laughs) Time that I put in. So what else, Bo? Any final thoughts? Did did we all take the Warriors? We all took the Warriors to win, right? We did. And Bo had them as a sweep. Yep. (laughs) Brian, you had them Warriors in six. I also had Warriors in six. So that's if Boston lays an egg. Yeah. At I'm, home. I'm I don't root, think they I'm will. I'm rooting for a game seven. Yeah, I think I think yeah. Boston wins game six. I'm rooting for a game I think seven. So. Just to have. You're going to lose two home games in a row? No. Just going to want something to watch on Sunday, man. I think Boston can win another game. Yeah. But I don't know. They won tonight, and Curry didn't have to really do it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. They might want to just end it. But another game of ticket sales. <laughs> yeah. Winning in Golden State. Like they might just give it up. They might be thinking, let's win in the Bay. We don't want to win in Boston. Who wants to win the finals on the road? I don't know, man. If you had a chance to win it, you win it. You don't. Yeah, you don't think about it. But if they lose, they might not be too concerned. Well, right? no. Yeah, they think they'll just go home and take care of business. Be like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's one game. Like if Steph turns his ankle, be be interested to see when Draymond fouls out. They Thursday won't. Night. They won't lose the game on purpose. I'm, that's not what I'm trying yeah. to say. But if it happens, I don't think that they're, they're thinking. Oh no, they don't have to win this game. They don't have to win this game. When they have to win a game, they have. Like if they go to Game Seven, they will. They will win Game Seven. They're like, oh no, we have to win at home mm-hmm. and celebrate. At home, in front of our ruckus ass crowd, oh no! In front of all the oh no, San Francisco tech bros. <laughs> oh fuck no! That parade better go across the bridge to Oakland, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, fucking should, shouldn't it? Yeah, I don't yeah. know if parades are allowed on bridges. They should figure out a way. It sounds illegal. It sounds like a conflict, a problem. They should, they should figure out a way. <laughs> Put them on the yeah. BART. I don't Fuck care. Fuck everyone else that has to go across the bridge. Put them on the BART. I don't care. <laughs> you want to go across the bridge? Fuck you. Yeah. Parade. <laughs> Fuck your flight. You can you can jump off that bridge tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, no, I don't think so, Brian. Maybe they could pick the parade up on the other side of the bridge maybe <laughs> maybe they can cart the buses over there <laughs> i don't think you can parade on a bridge <laughs> they could shut down one lane they could cart everybody over there i don't know what's the point i think everybody in oakland just has to go to the bay i guess uh, it has to go to san yeah. francisco to celebrate i mean they're they're doing it anyway it's just like <laughs> it's just thousands of angry motherfuckers walking across the bridge over to san francisco because there's nowhere to park yeah there's thousands of angry people going over to watch a fucking parade for a team that's not in their city anymore <laughs> yeah that's why you gotta take it to them man it's only right it's only right <laughs> all right 
That's it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. So we'll reconvene Monday. Yeah, I and think one way or the other, I mean, the finals will be over. So I think we got two more straight podcasts before we take a break. Yeah. When's the when's the draft, Jeff? The draft will be after our next podcast. It's like on a Thursday, the 23rd. Yeah. We'll podcast on the 20th on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And that'll be our next podcast. So the draft is. Uh, and then we'll come back and do a draft podcast next week. We'll yes, we break. will. And then we'll take a break. Gotcha. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. Let's yeah. get the fuck out of here. That's it. Yeah. All right. Bo, thank you very much for being here. Thanks for having me. Have a good night. Brian, thank you. Anytime. Go home. Go to bed. Clean up. Go to bed. Clean up. Go home. Go home. You Thank you.